Good Erev Shabbos. We're in Parsha's bow, and before Makas Bechorus, Chodesh Boruchu says to Moshe, please go and speak to Klausel, and they should ask from um, their fellow, from their friends, man from his friend, woman from his girlfriend, vessels of silver and vessels of gold. Rashi explains that the language na means please a request and the obvious question is why is Hashem pleading, why is Hashem requesting instead of simply commanding the way that he usually does. Question number two is why is Hashem telling us to borrow these vessels seemingly in pshat, although many of them unfortunately work to try to get out of this and to say that the language she'ele here doesn't mean to borrow, but it means to um, take permanently, but uh, certainly uh, if it does mean that, it's, uh, it's an unusual language at that. Uh, and if it does mean she'ele, then there's a certain level of gnevas das, of, of the seeding of the, of the midstream, and the obvious question is, why is that necessary? Um, we have currently, Hashem has inflicted nine ma- major makos, and there's a terror in the land, uh, seemingly. Uh, we should be able to get these vessels of silver and vessels of gold, even without the need to resort to um, deceit. And then fi- the final question is, um, how can we be referring to it here in the Pasek, to the midstream with the language of Re'ehu, when we know the Chazal, a number of different places, Gimor Bavakama, Lama Zayin Base, as well as other places, describe that Re'ehu means uh, someone's peer, someone's fellow, someone who is an avid Hashem just like we are, and that comes to exclude uh, of the Kachavim, um, non-believers and yet here we have the Mitzrim being referred to as Rehu so the Chizkuni for example says that, that that's very difficult but it must be that after all the Makas uh, the, the Egyptians were beaten down to the, and, and, and transformed that they became like fellows and, and lovers of Klausrel, they became friends to Klausrel, um, and they and, and they lent them the, the their vessels. So it's a first of all an unbelievable chiddush over here from the Chizkuni, uh, but seemingly he's being forced into it from by the pasuk that the Egyptians became our friends, they became our fellows, uh, even though that we're about to see. Shortly from now, they're all going to gather their armies and go chasing after us to try to destroy us. And yet, they're being referred to here as our fellows, as our friends. That That's obviously difficult, but we understand what's forcing his hand to do it. The Pasuk does refer to them as Re'ehu. Okay, the Torah continues. Vayitin Hashem es ha'am Hashem is going to perform a uh, certain 
manipulation, uh, not an open miracle, but certainly a, uh, uh, a concealed miracle of giving tremendous grace to the Jewish people in the eyes of Egypt and an unbelievable level of respect to Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, language of Ma'od, which we know means as much as could possibly be had, uh, of a maximum amount, um, so, so much, so much unbelievable uh, grace, and, and that is what is then uh, later on in Pasuk Lamed Vav, that since Hashem gave all this grace to Klal Israel in, in Mitzrayim, and Moshe Rabbeinu was such a great person, that's why the Egyptians lent us their vessels. So the obvious question is, uh, the, isn't there currently a tremendous terror from all the Makos, the Egyptians see that Moshe has all the power. The, why does Hashem have to resort to um, ingratiating Bnei Yisrael in the eyes of the Mitzrim um, and having them respect Moshe Rabbeinu so much so they should give the vessels, let them just give it because they're scared for their lives. The next question that we want to address is when the actual story happens later on in Perak Yud Beis, Pasuk Lamed Vav. So, not only do the Mitzrim lend us their vessels, but the Pasuk uses a language of Vayashilum. And the Gemara Brachas understands that that is a language of Shahishilum Bal Korcham. They, they lend us their vessels um, Balkorchem against our will. Balkorchem the Israel against our will. They forced the things on us. They stuffed them in our bags. They they were they were adamant that we should take it. And, you know the, that 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 that's a pretty unbelievable level of desire to give. And uh, and then the pasuk leaves off, and this is going to be the main theme of today. Vayinatslu es Mitzrayim, and the Jewish people yinatslu es Mitzrayim. And the question is going to be, what does this word mean? What does it mean, vayinatslu es Mitzrayim? Now Rashi rushes in to prevent any confusion, and he says vayinatslu means verokinu, and they they cleanse, they, they, they emptied out Mitzrayim. And uh, the, you know, the Targum says the same thing. And uh, this is what the Gemorim Brochas on Daf Tesamut Beis says Amarbi Ami Melamed Shal Sauhu Kimutsuda Sheein Bodogan. They emptied it out, they made it like a trap that you remove all the grain from it. There's no, there's no more point, uh, there, there's nothing in there attractive anymore. There was, there was all this wonderful grain inside, so that would make a bird potentially get trapped in there, um, you know, or an animal to want to go in there to get the food, and now, now it's empty. Uh, Rish Lakish says that they made it like a pond that all the fish has have been um, 
netted out of there. They have been uh, using mitsulos, using nets have have been have been pulled out of there. And the Mizrahi, the great commentator on Rashi, uh, comes in to help us understand what is Rashi and the Targum. Uh, what are they coming to Bavorn? What are they? What are they worried about? Well, he says that there's a, there's two words that mean seemingly very different things. Um, we have v- over here the possibility to interpret our word Vayinatslu. Maybe our Vayinatslu means like we see in Vayatzel Elokim S Mikne Avichem Avichem that this is Yaakovinu speaking to his wives that Hashem um, took away all the sheep from Lovon and gave them to Yaakov that that, that, uh, that that's uh, the Mizrahi in the sense that that's a language of to deprive, to empty out, to leave nothing behind. And he says, and not like an Indian of Hatsala, not and not to the the Pshadnar Pasuk is to empty out and not to save, not an Vayinatslu, a language of saving, like for example we see the Hatsel. Lo hatzalta es amecha. Save you have not saved your people. So, so the Mizrahi is telling us that this word vayinatlu is an unusual word that potentially could be understood to mean and the Jewish people saved Mitzrayim. And well, how would that make any sense? We saved Mitzrayim. So no, it doesn't mean that. It means we emptied out Mitzrayim like is used in the sheep of Lovan, Vayatzel Elokim es Mikne Avichem. The Ha'ara, the one could point out on the Mizrahi, is that if you look in the Psikta Zutra, over there, on um, Hashem taking the sheep of Lovan, giving them to Yaakov, the Psikta there on the spot, the very Posak that the Mizrahi uses as a source for empty out, that the language of Vayatzel means to empty out, the Psikta there says, what does that mean? It means to rescue, to save, Lahatzel. The Kloimar, Davar, Shehu, Nevad, something is being destroyed, it's falling down the river, it's about to be set on fire. And a person comes, and he saves it, that's what Hashem did with the Mikna, with the herds, of Lavan, that they were going to waste by Lavan, they were being used for nothing over there, for Lavan, for his evil schemes, for his evil deeds, so Hashem saved them, and gave them over to Yaakov Avinu, to be used for a good purpose, so it's a little bit of a ha'ara, on the, on the Mizrahi, for the understanding of the word, unless we are left with the understanding that, like Rashi, like the Targum and the Gemara all say, the Vayinatslu does mean to empty out. You just have to understand why we're using such an unusual and controversial language, which perhaps implies a language of saving as well. And the final uh, piece of information that we want to bring to the table over here is that we're going to see in next week's Parsha, 
after the Kriyas Yamsuf, after the Mitzrim are drowned in the sea, the Pesach says, Vayisa Moshe Es Ha'am. I apologize, Es Yisrael. Vayisa Moshe Es Yisrael. Moshe caused the Jewish people to journey, and Rashi there brings that he had to literally forcefully remove them from the edge of the Kriyas Yamsuf, standing there, um, because they didn't want to leave. The Egyptians had dressed all their war horses and chariots with all the treasures of Mitzrayim, with precious stones and, and diamonds and jewels and pearls and uh, gold and silver, uh, so much so that, w- that when they drowned in the sea and it was all being washed up on the seashore, Klaus were gathering all these tremendous treasures and the Pasuk in Shir Shirim, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Yud Aleph, says, Ture Zahav, Nasa, Lach, uh, uh, rolls of gold, Im Nekudus rolls of gold will be made for you with dots of silver. And the Ture Zahav, that's alluding to the tremendous treasures that we gathered at the side of the Kriyas Yamsuf and the Nekudos HaKesef is the uh, treasures that we took out from Mitzrayim and that's what Chazal say the Midrash Tanhuma that Gdola Haisa Bizes Hayami Bizes Mitzrayim it was so much greater the treasures that we got at the Yam that we got from Mitzrayim that the two can be compared to one is rows of gold the other one is just dots of silver. So, tremendous treasures that were gotten at the seashore. And the obvious question is, how can we say, we cleaned out Mitzrayim, emptied it out, and yet, looks like they retained the overwhelming majority of their wealth, so much so that the Bezos Hayam was so much greater than the Bezos Mitzrayim. And then the other question is, why, if it was so important, the Klausel should leave Berchush Gadol, we should leave with wealth, it was so important that before we leave Mitzrayim, that even though Klausel are in, still in danger, we're, we're under some sort of a level of servitude still, even though we're not working, but we're still Avadim Leparo, and we're desperate to leave. The, the, the Gemara Brachas give, there gives an analogy of a person who is in, in jail and uh, he's so longing to leave. He says, for, they tell him, tomorrow you're going to get money. Forget about the money tomorrow. Just let me leave today. And yet Hashem requests, please go and ask for vessels of silver, vessels of gold now while in Mitzrayim. And yet, now that we're free and we're on the seashore and we're collecting the Bezos Hayam, which the Gon in Kol Eliyahu says that this is the true Ruchosh Gadol that Hashem told Avram Avinu we would have, and yet all of a sudden now, after after some time of get, letting us gather it, Moshe Ben says, "Okay, it's enough. We got we got to go. There's no time for this. We for, forget about all these treasures on the seashore. We we got to get going." And he forcefully pulls them away from the seashore and gets them going to Har Sinai. Why such a disproportionate 
emphasis to get these Nikudus HaKesef in Mitzrayim, uh, trying so hard with uh, requesting from the Mitzrayim and the grace, the uh, ingratiating clouds on their eyes and everything, and yet the tremendous Zohav, tremendous treasures that are on the seashore are viewed as seemingly a lot less preciousness. Um, so th- those are the questions that we want to address. A lot of questions, a lot of points to think about. Um, the seemingly the the approach is going to be based on the Gemara Psachim, famous Gemara Psachim, Daf Pei Zayin. It's a Gemara. It's easy to remember because uh, the the Daf is actually telling you uh, what the topic of the Gemara is. Amarabi Alazar Lohi Gala Hakolish Borohu S Yisrael Lebena Umos and we could refer to that as a Pizur. So the Daf Pezain in Psachim Pizur Hashem did not scatter the Jewish people amongst the nations Elakadeshi Osfu Alehim Gerim. Rather only so that we should bring that they should be added to us Gerim converts Shnemar Vizaraseha libaris, and and I'll, and I'll sow you among the land, and doesn't and the Gemara continues that a person doesn't sow seed, uh, unless you know, buckets worth of seed, unless he's planning to gather, you know, uh, trucks full worth of grain, right? So I mean, you expect a major return on your profit. So Hashem is not going to sow. Kalal Israel amongst the nations of the world, amongst the lands of the world, and then only expect to get back the same amount that he put in. He's expecting to get a lot more. He's expecting to get Gerim. Now, the this Gemara is difficult because we don't we don't um, try to convert uh, Goyim. If a person comes to us, we try to talk him out of it. Um, certainly, if a person is determined to be misguided it's a very noble thing and we'll, we'll accept that person but it's hard to understand that this is the entire this is what it's all about about bringing in Gerim and that's why many of the Kadmonim uh, understand that the Gerim that are being discussed over here are actually not physical people necessarily per se but rather Nitzotzos of Kedusha, sparks of Kedusha, the, uh, whatever level of holiness, whatever goodness there is to be gotten from this land, whether it be actual converts, actual people, or just goodness, good concepts, good values, um, w- you know, uh, wisdom, or whatever else there is to be gained, that can also be uh, abstractly thinking, uh, uh, referenced to as Gerim. And that's indeed um, the the Ponim Yafus brings that as an explanation. He says that that's what that's what the Zohar and Parsha Shmos says that the entire Golos Mitzrayim was lehotzi mitzotzos hakedusha shenaflu bechet of the Eitz Hadas. So the, the entire exile of Mitzrayim was exactly for this purpose to gather in these lost sparks, these lost goodness that there is 
that fell away during the hate of Eitz Das Tovara. That's why Klausel were in Mitzrayim. So according to that, we can say that the wealth that Hashem is now asking from us to take out of Mitzrayim, to go, please, and to request from the Mitzrayim their vessels, to borrow their vessels of silver and vessels of gold, this is this is uh, the physical embodiment of these Nitzotos of Kedusha. What's a vessel? A vessel is something that you use to um, to do something with it. To you know, whether it be a uh, a bowl or 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 a knife or a uh, a chair. These are all vessels. Things things to be used. Things to be used in Avodas Hashem. All, all the things that that uh, ultimately are going to be used to build the Mishkan, that wealth to build the, uh, that's going to be used to build the Mishkan, it, uh, it came from the, the various vessels of silver and gold the class were in possession of. So the, the Nitzotos of Kedusha, the goodness, the, that which will still remain good and pure inside of Mitzrayim, um, was was now being redeemed, was now being given over into the hands of the Jewish people so they could be used for Avodos Hashem. Perhaps this is the concept that uh, is referred to in this forum of the elevation of the Wospos Noga, the, the, the part that is bad but can be transformed to good. There's two parts to that which is bad in the world. There's bad it's so bad that there's nothing to do with it but to destroy it. And we'll talk about that soon. That's the three klipas uh, of Ra. But then there's a fourth klipa of Ra, which is less bad than that. And that's called klipas noga. It's uh, something that is misused. It's not used correctly. It's, 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 being, it's going to waste. But it could be redeemed and used for good. And according to this pshat, then we can connect the two understandings of, of the word Vayinatzlu. Vayinatzlu certainly means to empty out Mitzrayim. We took out all the goodness that there was. We took out all, the, all that wealth that there was that the Mitzrayim could give, but it was also an aspect of Atzala. We redeemed it. We saved it, like the, like the Psikta Zutra says about the sheep of love, and it was going to waste all that sheep. It wasn't being used for anything good. It was redeemed by being given over to Yaakov. So to over here, all this Egyptian wealth is being redeemed, is being put to good service, to good use in the hands of Klausro. And this is, and this is the greatest chus that the, the Mitzrim could have. Because otherwise it's going to go to waste and it's going to burn up. It's going it's to flow down the river. It's going it's to sink in the river, like the Psikta says. Now, what about the question that we asked, but... Wasn't there so much more wealth? How can you say that it was emptied out? Uh, there, there was so much more wealth left over that we see the Gdola Bizes Hayam Mi Bizes Mitzrayim. The answer is no. We emptied it out of all the goodness, all the goodness that there was, everything was taken. The things that remained was that which the Egyptians were not willing to part with under any circumstances. Hashem made the most favorable circumstances possible. He made it that, that we had as much grace in their eyes as could possibly be. He made it that Moshe Rabbeinu was 
the most respected person that they could possibly have. And they thought they're only lending it even to us. Under all those circumstances, what can you give? What are you willing to give? And that which they were willing to lend, to give, that there still could be saved. It could still be put into Avodos Hashem. But of course, sadly, the overwhelming majority of the wealth of Mitzrayim was long ago sunken deep into Avodah deep into such levels of Tuma and Klipa that it could not be redeemed until, until the utter destruction and annihilation of the Egyptian army in the Yam where, uh, wherein the wealth is released not through the redemption of those sparks of Kedusha through bringing it over to the side of good but Rahman al-Aslam through the destruction thereof and the revelation that there is no other power except for that of Hashem that, that's a different type of a wealth there's two types of wealths a person can gain from a situation one is a positive wealth a positive experience of seeing something wise and good something that could be taken out from this and the other one is seeing how someone can oppose Hashem and then be broken by it and destroyed by it and learning from that from that negative lesson those are the two wealths those are the two bezes the Hayam and the bezes Mitzrayim that Klausel took away the bezes Mitzrayim that was the good that could be taken out of Mitzrayim the bezes Hayam is the destruction of the bad and the, and, and the revelation of the of the Yad Hagdola, the tremendous greatness of Hashem's hand through that annihilation. And so back to our discussion, the Bizas Mitzrayim is specifically identified in the Pasuk and Shir Shirim as Nekudas HaKesef, it's little points of whiteness, of, of silver. Silver always represents Chesed, all the Mephoshim explain from, from a from a yearning of closeness to Hashem, from nichsof nichsafta, from kesef is a language to yearn, um, whereas zahav is red, it represents din, represents strict justice. So the nekudos hakesef that we took out from Mitzrayim, that was the chesed, that was what the Mitzrayim were willing to give, were willing to give into our hands towards avodos Hashem, they knew we were going to serve Hashem. And they said, here, I want you to use this in your avodos Hashem. That's the positive thing. But the Tureh of the rose of gold, that was only revealed later through the destruction of Mitzrayim. That's the Midas Hadin that reveals, that reveals Hashem in the parts that can't be redeemed, but rather have to be destroyed, have to be burnt up. The, the Nekudus HaKesef, we asked... That seemingly Klausel are being deceptive. We're saying we're borrowing these items, but really the plan is never to return them. His plan is to keep them. But the truth is, on a deeper... So first of all, we could say that in Achenami, that is true. There is a certain level of deception, but it doesn't make a difference. The point is, what is the something that the Egyptians on some level could part with, on some level could give to us, with all the best circumstances, with all the respect and all the grace, and, all, and, and, and thinking it's only going to be for a short period of time. If under some level, on some aspect, they could, they could give it to Klausel, then it could be used for Avodos Hashem. But if under no circumstances can they part with it, 
then 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 it has to drown in the yam. It has to has to be destroyed with them and only be revealed as a after effect of their of their annihilation. That we could say uh, on on one level, but perhaps on a deeper level, we can say that no, that forever these vessels are borrowed by us. Forever these are Egyptian vessels. They lent them to us, meaning these are their powers, these are their abilities, these are their thoughts, these are their yearnings. Now, unfortunately, they had fallen to such ra that they couldn't bring them back up anymore. They couldn't redeem them. They couldn't dedicate them to Avodah Hashem. And so, Balkarcheinu, against our will, like the Gemara Bracha says, they, they lent them to us, they forced them upon us, like a drowning man who takes the ring off of his hand, knowing that he's about to drown, but this ring that he got from his great-grandfather, he wants, he wants that this should still be in the world, and he shoves it into your lap before he goes down into the river, in, 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 into, into the sea. And so to the midstream, they force these things on us, understanding this, at least this will live on from me, and it stays forever borrowed by us. It's, 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 it's Egyptian vessels that, were, that we used, and that's perhaps why Hashem said to us, please, <coughs> please borrow these, because a commandment can only be what I'm huyuvin. This is what I have to do. But this wasn't our job. This was the, these were the sparks that the Mitzrayim had. They were supposed to elevate these things. But they were failing in it. So Hashem says to us, please, please, take this goodness out of this land. Elevate it. Put it to my avodas Hashem and do it that to a certain extent, the Mitzrayim that lent us those vessels have that schus in them. This is, this is it's termed as Egyptian vessels. They were lent to us. And if it's lent to us, so uh, on a certain level, it could be viewed as being theirs. And they have a chalik in this Avodos Hashem. It's a tremendous schus that we, that, we, that we gave to them. And like we said, this is very different than the Bizas Hayam, where this was not voluntarily given. This was given through their death. This was the revelation of the divine through destruction of the Rishoyim, as opposed to the tshuva of the Rishoyim. And of course, now the words of the, of the Chizkuni are very beautiful. That At that moment, they became our friends. They became our... Uh, our fellows, the, the, the best feelings they could possibly have came out, were brought out. Now, overall, the Egyptians were evil people. Uh, 99% maybe. But currently we're talking about that 1% of it. Currently we're talking about that aspect of the Mitzrayim, which was the Re'ehu. Go and ask your Re'ehu. Go and ask that part of the Mitzri which does relate to truth and nobility and Avodos Hashem. Go and talk to him, and, that, and he'll give you everything he's got. The rest of it is going to stay in the grips of the Yitzhahara. And the, the Bizas Hayam, being that it really is a manifestation of, you can only see that level, that level of wealth. What does it mean, there's so much wealth? It means when all the Ra will be destroyed, of course, no doubt about it, that will be the greatest level of divine revelation that we can imagine. But that is such a level um, of divine revelation that we're not really equipped to handle in this world. That's 
that's a uh, only in Olam Abba can we live in a world where there is no Ra. And that's why perhaps the Gemara Darshans, the Pasuk and Dvarim of Dizahav, uh, as that we get too much gold, we get an overabundance of gold, Dizahav, too much gold, which was specifically the gold of Bizas Hayam, which is the Turei Zahav, the rose of gold. And from that, two, from those Turei Zahav, from that gold that we got from Bizas Hayam, Rahman al we made the terrible mistake of the Heita Eagle. This is not this is not the thing that we right, that we were equipped to handle. Of course, we could have theoretically, but it was going to be a, ma- a massive challenge. Uh, and, uh, whereas the Nikudus Akesev, that that was something that we could relate to. This was the Egyptian vessels that were lent to us uh, to be used for Volus Hashem, and th- th- that's 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 fine. That's good. The it was it was the ability to put to Avodos Hashem even the Turei Zahav that uh, the, the seeing that there's nothing but Hashem that was that was very challenging that level of wealth that level of divine revelation that we weren't ready for and the truth is that uh, we can see this principle also with Avram Avinu Avram Avinu took the gifts from Paro, but he didn't take the gifts from the Mel- But he didn't take the wealth from Melchizedek. Melchizedek told him, you, t- "You take all the money. I just give me the people." So Avram didn't want to take that. Not a shoestring, not a strap. And yet he took all the gifts from Paro. Even though Paro was giving him the gifts, thinking that he's going to be marrying Sarah. The answer is it's true. But the point is, they were given with a good heart. They were given freely, willfully. He thought it was going to be for Sarah, but the but that's just a way to get him to do something that he would anyway like to do. He 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 had positive feelings towards Avram, even if maybe through a mistake on some level. But there's a level of that he wants him to have it. So then it could be used for Avodas Hashem, and of course, Maisa Avos Simon Lebanim. This was foreshadowing for this for for for, for Klausel, uh, leaving with all the with all the gifts with all, with all the borrowed gifts from Mitzrayim. Whereas the Melos Dome, he didn't want to give it to, he didn't want to give his wealth to Avram Avinu. He was just stuck because he had lost the war, so he was willing to part with it by force, you know, against his will. That Avram Avinu didn't want to take. Uh, and that's, uh, of course, uh, a lesson for us. Everything, every situation we go through, every shibud, every challenge, every difficulty, certainly, like Mitzrayim. Hashem only puts us into that situation so that we should be able to be yinatslu, to take away all the valuable lessons from that situation. And not only take away the valuable lessons, but from a, also from a language of Hatzalah, to redeem all that goodness which is trapped, which is stuck in this world that we're in, in this Golos, and to bring it to Avodos Hashem, Hashem, we should be Zoha to find all the Nikudus Akesef around us and rededicate them to Avodos Hashem, wishing you all a wonderful Shabbos.